Hey Achievers, this is Maya, founder of Healthy High Achievers. Join our global community and create healthier routines to avoid burnout and feel more calm and healthy. Let's get to it. Hey Achievers, welcome back to the Healthy High Achievers podcast. And I'm so excited today we have Samantha Schultz. Do I pronounce that right? It sounds a pretty yes. bit German, right? It is. Um, I'm not German though, but my husband, uh, that's in his, uh, his background. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Samantha is the owner and lead travel planner at planyourperfectvacation.com. If you want to check that out, I'll put all the links in the, in the show notes. And her mission is to inspire people to see the world. And Samantha herself has traveled over 65 countries. So she's walking the talk for her clients, right? So Samantha, where are you right now in the world? So I actually, I am at home. Um, I live outside of Denver, Colorado. So I am thankful as much as I love to travel. I also love to be at home in this beautiful state. Um, but usually I'm always setting sights on the next place that I'm headed. Yeah. It's like exploring is so much fun, but also the coming home is, that's also what it's all about. Just that feeling of ah, being back home, right? Yes. So today we'd love to know more about your journey of how traveling changed your way of thinking and how you start your own business as a recovering perfectionist, as you mentioned to me right before we started recording today. So also setting boundaries and how that all helped you. I know many achievers in our audience love traveling and are thinking of starting their own business or are managing their own business already, but want to set boundaries for themselves. So walk us through that journey, Samantha, from the beginning. Who was Samantha before starting her own business and before traveling? And what gave her the courage to take these big leaps? Yeah, so actually, um, so before I started my agency, um, almost seven years ago now, I actually was in the corporate world as um, a corporate um, trainer. So I did uh, all kinds of training design and I used to train and um, employees and really that corporate experience um, was very um, eye-opening. It was very a time of a lot of um, vulnerability for myself because I received a lot of feedback um, in that role as far as um, how my perfectionism was really detrimental to what I was doing. Um, mm. I always received so much feedback on, you know, you do such great work, you're always so reliable, but at the same time, my perfectionism also really pushed me um, away from a lot of my colleagues. It made me not um, show up my best in front of my colleagues. And um, because for anyone that also has dealt with perfectionism before, you are really your own worst critic. And sometimes mm -hmm. um, that makes you, because you're being so hard on yourself, you show up not as your best self because you don't think anyone else understands you. And um, it took a lot of feedback within that role for me to do a lot of personal development, for me to do a lot of self-awareness work on um, why I needed to be okay with not being perfect all the time and that other people were gonna be okay with that as well. They probably were gonna prefer me to be my better self um, when I was a lot more forgiving to myself around, you know, making mistakes and not being perfect all the time. So, um, you know, I, I, although I did really well in that corporate career, um, I knew I always wanted to own my own travel business. Um, I knew I wanted to travel the world more because um, anyone that's had a corporate role before, you don't always get a lot of time off and nah. two weeks a year, even though in some roles, that's pretty generous, just was not enough for me. So um, when it was time for, you know, me to make the decision to take the leap, 
Um, you know, I realized that all of those um, hard lessons I had to learn in the moment in that corporate career really helped me set myself up for success with starting my new business and really being able to understand that, well, although I have the word perfect in my business name, which I know is kind of funny, um, but I knew that there is no way everything was going to be perfect. And um, while I still always have to work on this all the time, um, again, those lessons learned really set me up for success. Mm, yeah, planning your perfect vacation, right? <laughs> yes, and we all know there's so many unknowns and things we can't control in travel. So while I can do as much perfect or perfection up front, um, there's always going to be things that may not necessarily go perfectly. But again, that's, um, that's where my role exists and why I, I love what I do. I get to help fix those unperfect situations. Yeah. So that moment when you decided to leave the corporate world and you were like, was that a similar, was it at the same time that you decided I want my business and I want to travel? Or did one come first and the other afterwards? How did that go for you? Yeah, so I, I had actually been traveling for years. Um, I started traveling actually when I left home to go to um, undergrad. That was the first time I ever left the country. And that was really what kind of started everything. But the, the challenging part was, as I mentioned, I never really had enough time to really go in depth, like I would, honestly, in my corporate job, people would always ask me, I would take my full two weeks all at one time. I would save everything up all year long. And they'd always say like, why do you do that? Or why do you want to just go to one place? And, you know, for me, getting out to explore really meant, you know, learning about a new country and learning about the people and discovering new cultures. And sometimes that's hard to do with a really short amount of time, especially if you're spending a lot of it on an airplane trying to get where you're going. Yeah. So, um, you know, that combined with people saw how much I love traveling, they would ask me for my expertise or, you know, tell me about where you went or what you did. And I thought, you know, I think that there's other people people that are out there that, you know, want the assistance of someone that's been there. They want the assistance of someone that is well-traveled and they, they can help, or I can basically, I, or whoever, a travel professional can help them with navigating things that they wouldn't know how to do on their own. Mm. And I love how that business idea just grew a bit organically because people mm -hmm. were just asking you for advice. So sometimes it's the thing that people ask us most advice about that, sh that should be our expertise and that should be our business in the end. So yeah. with traveling, what was it like for you traveling as a perfectionist? Because I know from my experience, I'm from Belgium, living in Peru. I know that the first thing I had to train was my flexibility, right? Mm. Yes, um, flexibility when it comes to travel is everything. And it's, um, it's, you know, it's something I still have to work on all the time. Um, obviously, being a, a well seasoned traveler, I've gotten a lot better of, I just know things are never going to go the way they are supposed to. Um, I, I still struggle with like, personally, I like my trips to have a mixture of flexibility, but also a mixture of um, having plans set. Um, but with that, I've learned that by having that flexibility, when things don't go right, um, there's wiggle room and it makes it um, not like it's such a big crisis. So instead of, you know, jam packing my own personal travels with things going on every single day, I build in free days. And you know what, if a flight gets delayed or if it gets canceled and you show up somewhere a day late, guess what? you still have time to do those things. And so it's really having that understanding now. And that's kind of what I really try to educate my clients on as well as, you know, you 
as much as you may want to go somewhere and see and do everything, you have to have that flexibility and really it's almost like contingency plans because there is bound to be something um, that, you know, may not go on time or maybe a little delayed and you have to really be able to um, just make changes in the moment. And sometimes those changes, they're also mental changes, just changing your frame of mind that, okay, it's all right that it's not going this way today, but we have the time tomorrow and we're still not going to miss out. Mm. Yeah, and I love how you call that wiggle room. Did you say wiggle? Yeah, room? I love that word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, you know, you need to be willing to wiggle a bit because nothing is yes. it's not always predictable, everything about your trip and especially some countries more than others, you know, yes. the countries that are more group cultures that are more flexible, let's say here, Latin America, you know, in Africa, all these more um, cultures that live in the moment. You can't just plan everything the way we want to do that in the US or in Europe. So, yes. and I think, you, yeah, tell me. Oh, I was just going to say, and I think you bring up such a great point because, you know, here in the US, there is very much an expectation for things to be on time or, you know, I, I have this at this time and this needs to happen because mm -hmm. that is the way our culture is. But I think that's the really, the beautiful thing about travel is for I, in my, my mission is to, for people to see the world. I want people to see that people don't, in some ways they live the same. Like we all, you know, we all want to be happy. We all want to enjoy life. But then at the same time, everything isn't always bound by the clock. Like it here is in the, in the U S and that isn't necessarily a bad thing. We just have to be able to adjust to what life is like in that destination and maybe see why, maybe at times that might almost be better. Maybe we can adopt a little bit of that. So I think that that's, you know, the beauty of people being able to see and experience different things. Yeah, and open yourself up to these different cultures. And I think every time you travel, that gets easier. Because the first yes. time you think from your own mindset and from your own culture, and then every time you bump into a culture shock or you don't understand someone from that country and you get frustrated, that's mm -hmm. how you grow and learn. So is that right. something you also have to teach your clients? I think that there's, you know, I've been actually doing, I talked about, you know, personal development. It's something I love. Um, and that I think that's where really, even though having all of those challenges with perfectionism early on may have seemed like a downfall, it's really made like years now of just a, of love of personal development and always looking into new things. And I've been reading a ton actually on expectations. So expectations mm. um, sometimes are almost the one of the most challenging things for individuals because our expectations can make things seem better or seem worse. And so I do a lot of educating around expectations um, for clients. And while we may, you know, I think a lot of times people expect things to like look like they are on Instagram or the way people may perceive them to be. And while they may still be amazing, our expectations may, we may feel disappointed going somewhere if we think it's like this or that. Um, so we do talk a lot about expectations matching, you know, what I always say to clients, like everyone has a goal and intention for their trip. And that's why everything I do is custom to each client because no two, no two people are the same. There's no two ways people like to travel, but we want to match their expectations. So, you know, if someone expects uh, this lavish and luxur luxurious, you know, trip, but they don't have the budget to match it, we talk about, you know, how we either can match it in the future, save a little bit more money or how we need to maybe lower our expectations to what can be afforded in that moment. So we, we do a lot of educating around that. 
Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. I worked in tourism here too in Peru and just receiving these emails of people who say, hey, you know, I want heating and then I had to break it down for them. Look, in Peru, heating does not exist. The water might be gone for a couple of hours. Electricity might fall out. You know, every all your basic necessities, there's no hot water coming from your... Um, <laughs> in your shower sometimes you know things that you have to adapt to sometimes yes and it's hard before you're in that country to really wrap your head around that and sometimes even not blame the agency for that have you had some experiences in that that you felt clients didn't realize it was the culture not you as the agency planning it for them I think usually, you know, we, we touched a bit on things that are more time bound. I think that's usually the biggest thing is when, you know, like having, you know, drivers, like the driver was, you know, the, or the driver was just pulling up as I got out of the airport or maybe their flight landed early, which, you know, some mm. that's like a miracle in itself nowadays, you know, and the transfer maybe was like five minutes behind because there was traffic or things like that. So um, I think, you know, again, the, the expectations part, but I think I've learned so much about especially if someone isn't well-traveled, how many additional things I need to like almost prepare them for, you know, you talk about not having heating, you know, in Europe when it's summertime and it is extremely hot, you know, there are some hotels and properties there that don't have air conditioning. Yeah. Now they don't cost quite as much. And so sometimes people will say, well, I want the one that costs less, but then I have to remind them, but are you going to be okay on a 90 plus degree day um, that you're not going to have air conditioning in your room? And then, you know, they'll say, oh no, I must have air conditioning. Okay. Well then we must adjust the budget. And so, um, you know, or even in, you know, some countries, the buildings are a little bit older, the rooms and the elevators are tiny. Like you're not going to be able to bring five pieces of luggage with you or, <laughs> You know, you're, you're not going to have all this room to spread out again. That's not bad. It's just, that's very different than what a hotel would be like here in the U S. And so I just have to think about all of those little um, minute details that might catch someone off guard if they're not used to traveling. And that really goes into getting to know my clients because mm -hmm. we talk a lot about their previous travels. And if they're telling me, you know, they, they've only gone to, you know, one all-inclusive resort before, or they've only traveled within the U.S. and this is their first time going to Europe, there's gonna be so much more that I may need to share than someone that said, you know, I've been to Italy, I've been to France, I've been to Croatia, but, you know, I really want to go to this country now, but I I just need your expertise on that one. I may not yeah. need to share quite as much. Mm. Interesting. Yes. And I so thought when you were starting your business, now it seems like you feel very comfortable and you know your clients, you know what you should prepare for them. And that comes, of course, from your experience traveling, but also that experience of people asking you questions from the very start. So yes. how did you transition from people asking you questions about your travels to really starting your own business? What was that start for you look like? Um, well, once I made the decision that it was time to leave the corporate world and start my own business, um, that was really where I started to think about like, what are people's like, what are the most common questions being asked or where do I feel like, I hate to say people are, have the most complaints when they travel, mm -hmm. um, or what are the things that they say they wish they would have known before going somewhere or, um, you know, maybe something that they regretted from when they traveled or they missed or, you know, different things like that. So I really started to just ask family and friends. I used a lot of, you know, social media 
you know, as much as sometimes it's very, it's frustrating or I like, I don't want to post or, you know, like I want to just be in my own private life. Mm. It really can be used as an educational tool, not just for the person viewing, but also for the business or the person that has, um, you know, whether it's their Instagram or their Facebook profile or, you know, people that have, I am a little bit older. I don't have a TikTok. I don't know anything about it, um, but maybe I should, but it's just one of those things where I think no matter what um, platform you're on, we can be learning from each other. And I think, you know, like I love how like on Instagram, you know, you've got, you can ask questions and you can take polls. And I have done a lot of that. Even now I still do it. Yes. I feel very, a lot, or I feel very confident and a lot more confident than I obviously did when I started, but that doesn't mean I still know everything, or I don't know what are the needs of clients, especially since travel has changed. Travel has changed a lot since the pandemic. People are traveling different now. They have different sets of expectations. And so I mm-hmm. have to continue to stay educated on what the need is of my client um, as they're growing and changing. Mm. Yeah. So social media is really helping you to educate yourself how people are traveling now, what they're looking for by asking questions, by looking at maybe other profiles about traveling. So that really helps you to gather that information for your business. And talking about using social media in your business, I'm interested, are you still managing everything yourself? Or was there a point where you're like, I need to outsource this? Because I know many business owners are like, ah, You know, it's interesting is I've done a little bit of both. So when I first started, I managed everything myself. Um, I then did outsource for a while where I would just, um, I had basically like a place where I had all of my photos for my travels and I allowed a social media company to just create posts for me. And while um, they they were absolutely incredible and sometimes I'm still like the content that they wrote is way better than mine. At the end of the day, I still, um, I felt like it wasn't me and Mm. I really want, I like having that connection to my clients. I like having that connection to whatever I know is going on in the travel world and I can really tailor my posts to that. I think, you know, and that was more for like the static, like if you're just doing one post on Instagram a day, you know, when I travel, you know, as far as like stories, I will actually, I document every single day of my trips when I travel and I actually save those as highlights. So people can go back and look at, you know, countries I've gone to and things I've done. I only, I can do that because I'm there in the moment experiencing it and really sharing with everyone what is going on and and what, um, what my perception is of it and what they may think of it or what they may like or not like. And um, that really can't come from someone else. So while Sometimes I think, oh, I don't have time for this. Um, I know I do have time because it's meaningful to come from me for my clients. Mm. Yeah, I love that. It feels more personal and especially platforms like Instagram. It's really about showing who you are and showing what you do. And you, like I said, walking the talk, you're showing Mm -hmm. your travels and people are okay. I want to work with her because she's doing this and she has the experience. It's not just a travel agency where a random person in an office is telling me about several trips while maybe they're never really traveling that much so that's very inspiring and I was wondering in that journey of building your business as a recovering perfectionist right Mm -hmm. I know you talked a bit about setting boundaries but what are do you want to talk about that or what are some of the other lessons that you learned as a perfectionist going through that whole roller coaster ride right of building a business 
Right. Um, I think, I mean, boundaries, I would say has been, that's kind of been the ongoing solution to managing my perfectionism as I've grown with my business. Because, you know, when I first started, it's interesting how perfectionism can kind of manifest itself in different ways. You know, when you're starting and you're new, um, perfectionism, you know, in a, in a travel setting is I want to make sure that every detail is taken care of perfectly. As you continue to grow and you become comfortable with all of your processes and what you need to provide clients, perfectionism more comes in, you know, like social media, how am I showing up online? Or it could be, how am I managing my business? Um, I've had independent contractors work for me before. How, how am I setting things up for them? So there's then things tend to get more complex and that's where perfectionism can kind of, um, again, it can, it can show up in different ways. And, you know, one of the biggest things I mentioned um, this to you before we got started is the travel industry is 365 days a year. It's 24 hours a day. It's seven days a week. And I have clients traveling all the time. I have people getting on airplanes at all different times of the night, depending on where they are, um, the morning. Um, and the way I've set up my business, my, my level of service is to be available to my clients as an advocate, to be available to them for a level of support. And while I do have teams in other countries that I partner with to make sure people have in destination help. At the end of the day, if someone needs to call me because their flight's been canceled and they don't feel like the airline's helping them out, guess what? I'm answering the phone at two in the morning or I'm doing this. And there's going to be times when I can't set boundaries around that because those are the unexpected things that happen. But there are a lot of things that I, I can set boundaries around that help with not feeling like I have to be everything to everyone and I have to be perfect all of the time. So, you know, when you think about okay, well, I have all of these unexpected things that come up. Well, expected things like doing consultation calls with people that think that they may want to hire a travel professional. Um, I know myself personally, I'm a very early riser. I do my best work, um, you know, earlier in the morning, afternoon, once we start to hit 6 p.m., which I know to some people, they may think that's early. Well, I'm also up around four in the morning every day. I've already been up for 14 hours and I may not be at my best researching at that time or taking a call or digging into something that needs a lot of detail. So I don't always take consultation calls at night. And I, I have boundaries around times of day when I do those. I have boundaries for myself with how I block time on my calendar for when I do specific tasks. Again, the ones that really require that like super detailed energy and attention. And then sometimes there's other things you know, in my business that are not quite as taxing on my mind. And I know I can do those at night um, when I've gotten through all of those other bigger things during the day. So that's something I've really learned about myself, um, you know, and also thinking about like your, your energy levels during the day, that's been really big for me too. When you're not feeling your best, you sometimes feel like you're not doing great work. And again, that's kind of where some perfectionism issues can come in too. But, um, you know, I think that, uh, it, it just really helps you knowing yourself first. And that mm. is probably one of the biggest learnings I've had to, um, it doesn't matter. I keep in touch with lots of colleagues in the industry and we share tips and we talk, but you know what? So, I have so many of them that are like, how do you get up at four in the morning? I'm still working on things at two in the morning. And, I, and then I'll say, well, I don't understand how you're doing things at two in the morning and I'm doing things at five in the morning. We all know each other and when we do our best work and it's okay if it's not the same as someone else. And I think for entrepreneurs, it's hard to often look at what other people are doing and thinking you need to be doing the same thing. Mm. 
wow, so many key tips in there because I know my audience and I know my achievers are often like, Maya, you know, you talk about disconnecting and turning off your Wi-Fi or going away from social media, but you know, I have a job where I need to be available. Well, here you have a great <laughs> example, Samantha, who basically is available 24-7, right, for her clients who are all around the world. But she is really shifting the things that she can control. You know, she's available at 2 a.m. if a client needs her. But the things she can control, the consultancies, those sessions, you know, all the work, you can plan that around your energy levels. And I know we work a lot around that on Healthy High Achievers because it's really knowing your energy, knowing when you are most productive. And it might not be, you know, people might think, oh, now I need to get up at 4 a.m. or what? No. <laughs> You know, you could be more productive in the afternoon. I know people who are more, mostly like creative people who get their creative rush sort of in the evening. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Plan your life around that. If you're starting your projects, you're starting your business. One challenge is that you feel like you need to be everything to everyone, like you said. But then the opportunity there to having your business is that you can manage your time. And that's a danger, but also the opportunity, right? Because once you know yourself enough, you can set your boundaries and decide when you work, what kind of work you do, allowing yourself to not work sometimes, <laughs> listen to your body when you're tired and being kind to yourself. And yes. that is sometimes a big journey that perfectionists are on to be a bit more kind to their body, listen to their body energy mm -hmm. levels. And I know so many people who are, living in their schedule and not really living in their body. So it sounds like you really nailed that down, Samantha, of living in your body and listening to your energy levels. Was that yes. easy for you to learn or was it hard? No, that was, I mean, like I said, it's taken years to figure out and it really also took, um, again, a mental shift of like, it is okay for me to not take a consultation at night. If someone says, you know, I only can do eight o'clock on Thursday, you know, unfortunately that time isn't going to work for me, but I do have these times available to you. And, you know, I think that I've learned and I've accepted that if someone cannot accept my personal boundaries and really at the end of the day, what is going to be at their best interest? Because if I don't do my best work at eight or nine o'clock at night, do they really want to work with me at that time? Probably not. They want to, they should want to work with me when I'm going to be providing them my best. And so I've really learned that it's okay. And I think by being able to have that frame of mind has really helped. But I think, you know, you just have to be, you know, you mentioned, um, I thought you said it, it sometimes is dangerous as a business owner to have your own schedule. And I think that's another thing too, is also really knowing yourself when you start to build your calendar or build your day around what works for you and your energy and like how you're going to be able to set yourself up for success. Um, things don't feel so overwhelming or out of control all the time. Um, you also may not need, like I've had times where I have like literally worked seven days a week. I'm at my desk. I feel like I can't leave. And really it came down to a matter of, it was before I got really clear on when I needed to be doing things when I was at my best. Cause you can do things a lot faster when you have good energy and you're at your best than when you're really tired and you can't think clearly. Um, so that helped, but I think also having some, trying to keep consistency where I can. And that means getting up and sitting at my desk and working and not saying like, well, I'm going to sleep in today or do this or that. Like 
really a lot for me has not changed since I've had a corporate job. I treat um, my business as if I am still, um, I don't treat it as if I'm still working for someone because I know at the end of the day, I'm still, I'm the CEO of this company, but also that means I have an even bigger responsibility to myself and to my clients that I need to have that structure. But that, but again, it kind of comes to almost like travel. I have flexible structure with my day because again, emergencies are going to pop up, things are going to happen. So it does kind of all build around knowing yourself, knowing your energy and building a flexible um, schedule that's going to have, again, that wiggle room. Yes. And I love that. You probably don't know it, but we talk a lot about flexible structure and flexible schedule mm -hmm. and healthy eye achievers. So Samantha <laughs> here, she is a healthy eye achiever, people. <laughs> I'm loving it. Now, just to round up today's talk, uh, I know there are so many tips and things that will make people think about their own life, how they listen to their body, how they're getting ready to build their business or getting ready to travel. Um, are there any last tips, mindset shifts, something that you were like, oh, I didn't get to mention that? You know, I actually, it's interesting. Um, I have a, a great friend and also just someone I really look up to that's in a, um, a women's group that I'm in. And she actually posted something today that I want to share. Um, she said, what she was sharing is a, a vulnerable point of something that she was wanting to work on and in the past kind of gave up on it and she's giving it another go and she said you know I've learned that I can't cancel on myself and when I read that this morning it really made me think like especially in times when you want to set those boundaries like you know if you have a, a, a goal of like every morning I want to go for a walk before I start my day with my clients but you wake up and you start reading your emails and you're like I can't take that walk because I need to start you know, reading those emails. Like I know it, I have emails that come in again at all times of the day and night, but uh, again, you can't cancel on yourself. Now you can't mm -hmm. do everything. You still have to run a business, but getting very clear on what are my non-negotiables and what am I not going to cancel on myself? And again, those things can set you up for success and to be better and be there for your clients. So don't cancel on yourself. The things that you want to prioritize, you just have to get clear and focused on those. Mm, yeah. You can't cancel on yourself. I know many people feel they don't want to cancel on other people. They feel bad yeah. about that or guilty. Yes. Um, but hey, what about you, right? Yes. What about you canceling on yourself? Yes. That's and as a recovering perfectionist, I think it's very easy for people to always want to put others first and you cancel on yourself over and over again. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, that's golden there. Um, so yes, yeah, Samantha, where can people find out more about you? I'll put the links in the show notes anyway. And uh, where's your next travel destination going to be? Um, yeah, so if anyone wants to learn more about me, my journey, my business, um, you mentioned my website, which is planyourperfectvacation.com. Um, if you want to look at pretty pictures or watch those stories I mentioned um, on Instagram, those are saved on my highlights. And my Instagram handle is at planyourperfectvacation. Also Facebook as well. It's um, basically, you know, facebook.com slash plan your perfect vacation. So very easy. As long as you got the name of my business, you can really find me just about anywhere. Um, I know that trips pop up all the time. I've really made an intention this year though, to be home a little bit more. I have spent the past six months on the road and have not been home at all. So um, while I am going to be here for most of the summer, um, I have a few things on deck potentially for the fall, but the next really big thing that I have 
is I will be visiting my seventh and last continent. I'll be going to Antarctica in December. I felt like that was really important for me to learn about and to be able to show people that um, this is some, you know, it's an uncharted, not uncharted, but, um, or uncharted, but it's an area that a lot of people think about, but they don't ever think it's possible to get there. And I want to be able to show my clients that you can and how amazing, uh, how amazing, at least I'm anticipating it's going to be, but, um, and then I'll have that, that expertise and the connections there to be able to share with them as well. So pretty excited to um, have that coming up. Um, and, you know, it's always fun to have a trip to look forward to. And that's always what I tell people. Sometimes that's the, the best part of traveling is you plan and you have something to look forward to. Mm, yes. All right, so that's going to be a big milestone for you. You're yes. going to bring that knowledge back into your business. And uh, anyone who wants to follow Samantha's trip, you can find her on Instagram, Plan Your Perfect Vacation. So I'll definitely be following you. I will absolutely stay in touch. And thank you so much for your tips and tricks and sharing your story here with us and Healthy High Achievers. Yes, thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. Dear Achievers, I hope you liked this episode. If you did, please subscribe and share with your friends anyone who needs to hear this. You're super welcome to join us at healthyhighachievers.community as well. See you there!